0: Dropbeat gaming. gaming. Dropbeat gaming. Dropbeat gaming.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the bear Gaming Podcast. Woo I, I was a bit sped up then, but you know, I just thought I'd
0: wing it. Just dial it back yeah. for those of you who are listening on doubles time speed. Uh, yeah. That was very quick. That yeah, was
1: very, very quick.
0: That was quick. Yeah. So this is part four. The f- the ultimate ending.
1: The ending of the decade edition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Part four of our decade <laughs> in review where we've discussed every single year up to 2017. And now we've got 2018, 2019 to talk about.
1: Yeah. And then next fortnight, we're going to start the dickhead in review uh, full parter It'll probably be a lot more than that though We're just
0: going to talk about people who we think are
1: yeah. yeah. Shout out to... No, I'm kidding
0: <laughs> nah, We it's love fun. everyone So, 2018 Yeah, now, well we'll jump right into it Why not? Because, you know, this has been going on for a while And if you're yeah. listening to these back to back Like at this point, you're like oh, yeah. I didn't realise this marathon This movie <laughs> marathon was going to suck this much <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like if...
1: Um, Lord of the Rings was, you know, the movie marathon, but it was made by Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> and it was all dancing orcs yeah, and shit. Yeah. and
0: doesn't really make any point. No. Nah. It's just a floaty yeah. piece of garbage.
1: Pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would agree.
0: So. Anyway, so 2018, <laughs> great year. Not a great year for Baz Luhrmann. Actually, I don't know what he did in 2018. <laughs> yeah. Probably a, a blinder. Yeah. He probably rode around on a Segway.
1: Nice. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 2018 um, kind of, for me, seemed like a bit of a year of acquisitions.
0: Yeah, there was a lot happening there. um, Microsoft, you know, trying to close that gap mm. with PlayStation. Yeah. Because PlayStation have had amazing studios for quite a long time. They have. Yes. And Microsoft have been like, but we got Gears. <laughs> <and> Hello. Halo. <laughs>
1: And Forza.
0: Well, they didn't even own Playground Games who made Forza Horizon 3. Well, uh, all, the, all of the Forza Horizon games. Yeah. Until
1: 2018. Mm. So, yeah. Damn, you're segueing like crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Microsoft announced acquisitions in 2018 of Undead Labs, who made the State, State of Decay games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Playground Games, like I just said, Forza Horizon people. Yeah. Compulsion Games, who made We Happy Few. And Ninja Theory, who I feel like out of those four, apart from maybe Playground Games because of Forza Horizon, I think Ninja Theory are the best one.
1: Well, they did Enslaved and Hellblade and a bunch of others. Yeah. They were quite,
0: you know... And they were always like a double A instead of a triple A.
1: Yeah.
0: And pretty much all of these, again, except for maybe Playground Games because they're Mm. pretty big games. Um, You look at Undead Labs with State of Decay, that's not really a triple A game. Um,
1: Unfortunately for them, because you know it kind of had legs; yeah. they were just a bit rotten. Yeah, and, <laughs>
0: and um, yeah, like zombie legs. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And compulsion games with We Happy Few—that was basically an indie game. Yeah. So it almost felt like like these are good acquisitions for Microsoft to be making to get people on board, but they're also. Like these are not companies that are on the caliber of like Naughty Dog and no, Guerrilla true. Games and yeah. and other stuff. Like they're not high end. They're they're almost like fillers. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see how they go on. Um.
1: Well, they've obviously got a fair bit of talent in those teams.
0: Yeah. So well, absolutely, given
1: a lot more money and potentially and support, support yeah. and then you know, freedom time, as well. Yeah. And, which they said they would. Yeah. You know then. They could potentially make some fantastic games.
0: Yeah. Um, and Ninja know. Theory, I think realistically, are uh, like they were like half a step from being that yeah. level. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think they'll go well with that. But also, they got In Exile Entertainment, who are like the them. They acquired two of the biggest RPG makers that aren't Bethesda, basically. Yeah which were Obsidian Entertainment, which we've talked about. This was the yep. year that they got acquired by Xbox and Microsoft. And In Exile Entertainment, who made the, all of the Bard's Tale games, which are classic yeah, RPGs. Are. Yep. Wasteland 2 and 3, Torment, Tides of Numenera, which was the spiritual successor to Torment, yep. Planescape Torment. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had a hand in all of the sort of... They, they're basically the same... From the same group of people that Obsidian are from. So they're just like, hey, let's get these two companies that make like legit proper RPGs yeah. and get them to be only making Microsoft games, which is cool. But again, it's not really, I mean, Obsidian have the the sort of pedigree to make AAA games because mm. they've made some really good ones like Fallout yeah. New Vegas, yeah. South Park, The Stick of Truth a couple other ones, Mm. but most of their stuff is sort of that mid-range. Yeah. Where they're really high-quality games, but they're not on the AAA level of, But they're
1: also a a very niche kind of game as well. You know, like, when I think of Xbox, I don't... uh, In my head, you know, I think about, kind of, PlayStation more as you know, that that real kind of story-driven games.
0: Action-adventure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Xbox, for me, is more of your traditional shooters and yeah. things like that. So it seems like a weird kind of direction for them as a company yeah. to, to want to really break into this. And I understand that, you know, these kind of games are huge on consoles, yeah. but when I think of proper RPGs, my head always goes back to you know your, your fucking originals, like, yeah. Way back in the day, um, yeah.
0: Which is PC gaming,
1: which is PC, yeah. So yeah. it's it's you know it's good that they're trying to grab these companies. I just hope they don't go. All right, now you're making fucking Call of Duty,
0: yeah. Yeah, you know? and like the way I see it is that they're trying not only to close the gap with PlayStation in terms of first party companies, yeah. but also to widen their image because, like you said, we see Xbox as the shooter plays. I mean, yeah. Forza's there as well, but it's Halo, Gears. Yeah. Like, that's... the It's Halo, yeah. basically. Yeah. Xbox is Halo. Yeah. And, and the majority
1: um, of people that, you know, I play a lot of COD still, and the majority of people, because it's cross-platform, Yeah, um, you do see a lot more Xbox players than yeah. PlayStation players on there. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so I think maybe they're just trying to widen... Their image or what kind of game is they, they're trying to be more football gamers rather than just the shooter people,
1: yeah.
0: Um, which is cool, but it hopefully Phil Spencer knows what he's doing and he doesn't like wash out their image too much.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens. I mean, Microsoft's a huge company, and there's no reason why they can't support like ten different genres as their Very thing. True. Yeah. yeah. Whereas exactly. PlayStation. Obviously, I mean, they have Polyphony who make Gran Turismo, mm. but pretty much all of them were working on third-person action-adventure. Yeah. God of War from Santa Monica,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Horizon Zero Dawn from um, Guerrilla, Days Gone was from Bend, yeah. Last of Us from Naughty Dog, Uncharted mm-hmm. from Naughty Dog. Yeah. Like, all of these that are pretty much all the same game. And but
1: very similar in their caliber. Yeah. You know, all AAA. Yeah. yeah. You know, Potentially, the um, Days Gone was maybe half a step below yeah. the caliber of the rest of them. But, yeah. you know, it's still a, a pretty yeah. good game. Yeah,
0: considering Bend before that made, like, mini fucking games and ports and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. They did pretty well. They did. But yeah. anyway, there was not just Microsoft acquisitions that year. Um, THQ Nordic acquired Coke Media, who are the owners of Deep Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like... Um, what's that zombie game? On the island. Yeah, Dead, dead Island. island. <laughs> what's that one with the dead people on the island? <laughs> yeah, so that was a big acquisition for them. And uh, a company went down the shitter, which yeah. was Primer Telltale. Games.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and Primer Games went down the shitter yeah, well, well.
0: they um the guys who made all the game guides, yeah, yeah for like 25 years mm. or 30 years or something.
1: But honestly, you could kind of see that was going to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Who's buying fucking books?
0: Yeah, when you can go online. They moved into digital a bit yeah. where you had to have a subscription to their service. But why would you do that where you can go to like a plethora of yeah. other YouTube channels or websites yeah, to exactly. get the same information? Yeah. And it's, you know?
1: it's quicker absorbed and yeah. all that kind of shit.
0: You know, most, like for example, The Witcher. When I want a guide for The Witcher, I go to The Witcher Wiki, yeah. which is a fan built wiki for The fucking Witcher.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I go to IGN who also have everything in in full guides. Mm -hmm. So why would I pay a premium for a prima?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, so Telltale went down the shitter, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about. They announced studio closure, majority studio closure, laying off like 90% of their staff, which we've talked about. They canceled a bunch of games. Now, Skybound Entertainment, who were not a gaming company, they started their own gaming company like in April of this year and then... 2018. Yeah, and then in like October or whatever, when Telltale announced they were sacking everyone, they were midway through the final season of the Walking Dead game. So Skybound Entertainment had already started Skybound Games in April, Mm -hmm. and they were doing their own thing. Yeah, And uh, yeah, they ended up picking up the rights and capabilities to finish The Walking, the Walking Dead Walking final Dead. season yeah, and yeah Skybound Entertainment are the original owners of The Walking Dead the comics yeah, so that's why like,
1: to them that's
0: yeah you know, they're like well it's in our best interest to finish this friggin game mm, so let's do it and so sure that was kind of that was kind of huge yeah. I mean it made waves Telltale going down the shitter as we've discussed
1: yeah and it, it did take quite a while too like with the the fact that it was over a progression of years you know with telltale they yeah. were up and down and fucking still yeah. there and then gone and still somehow yeah. kind of there but not and then then fucking gone yeah, so, yeah. they
0: tried to expand really quickly and it, mm, without hurry. um without invading i feel like but we've already talked about telltale yeah. in previous episodes so enough of that now sony did a big one you mentioned call of duty with cross platform yeah. play this was the year when Sony finally caved in because Xbox were like, why won't you do it? <laughs> why won't you do it? Why won't you do the thing that we refused to do last generation? Yeah.
1: Come on.
0: So Sony revised their policy on cross-platform play and allowed Fortnite to have matchmaking across all supported platforms. Yeah. Which, um, which made a bunch of people happy, I assume. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and now you've a got bunch a bunch of kids. few other games yeah. like... Uh, Rocket League, I think, does it yes. now, yeah. and Call of, Call of Duty, and probably nearly every game moving forward is going to do that. Obviously. I would imagine so. Yeah. Like, why I mean, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, exactly. Now that they've got that functionality and the capability and they're, they're with it, then they should be.
0: Yeah. Now, there was a pretty shitty thing in 2018 as well. Um, kind of standard at this point in America for there Unfortunately. to be shootings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was So uh, you had
1: yeah, the shooting at um, the Madden NFL nineteen tournament, which was obviously towards the end of two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you know, there was uh, two people killed and yeah, the guy, of, yeah ten people injured
0: and yeah, then the was guy fucked.
1: committed suicide. Yeah,
0: so he'd lost the tournament mm. and then went to his car, got a gun and came back and shot the joint up and then shot himself. Yeah. Which is... Which is know.
1: kind of a little bit like the beginning of um, The Last Boy Scout, but in a gaming way. Yeah. Yeah, and without cool actors.
0: Just so. with douchebags, with insecurities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically yeah. the, like, high-end version of throwing your controller around the floor. Like, if you lose a tournament at home, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, fuck this, throw your controller. Yeah. But there you're like... I'm going to kill people. Yeah, which, that's is right. which
1: is It's like there's something wrong with your head when you get to that point. Yeah. You know? like...
0: We all love gaming.
1: We all enjoy what we do and we play games and have fun with our friends. Yeah. And it's fucking frustrating. Like, everybody goes through that. And yeah. as a parent, I see my kids go through it constantly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, depending on what's happening or whatever, I'll, I'll often just go... Just turn it off and walk away for a while. Yeah. Compose yourself, relax. You know. Sometimes I just go. What's your fucking problem? You lost. (laughs) You suck. Stop being a bitch. (laughs) Exactly. I fucking beat you.
0: (laughs) I beat you fair and square. If you don't (laughs) want to cry about it, why don't you try and get better? Get good. (laughs) That's it. No, but but, uh, it it is a challenge. I think as a parent, um, trying Mm -hmm. to find the right way to instill that. Yeah. Like, don't fucking shoot up a place if you lose a tournament. There. You know, because there can only be one winner Mm. and a tournament is made up of however many people, odds on you're going to not win. Yeah. Same in all online games. In
1: all sports. all sports, everything. I think that, uh, you know, my son, Charlie, who's 14, he's been playing football and team sports for a long time. Yeah. Um, You know, literally since he
0: was like six. Yeah. Um, As soon as you could get him to start. Yeah, working for money. That's right, pretty much. Start yeah. paying his way. <laughs> you know, like, he's gone through
1: losses. So he never reacts quite as bad. Like, he gets pissed off when there's, like, a glitch or, you know, yeah. someone shoots he gets you. stuck and... on a
0: rock and then someone shoots yeah, you. That, uh, I wonder where he gets that yeah, from, though. It's a
1: weird one. Um, <laughs> it must be a role model that. thing.
0: <laughs> someone else, he's seen one of his friends or something. Yeah, it must be little bastards.
1: Um, but... My other son, Oliver, who's who's 12, turning 13 yeah. soon, he um, he hasn't really played a lot of sports in regards to team sports and things like that. Yeah. So he gets a lot more frustrated when he's playing games and he just loses, you know. And it, it happens, but yeah. I think that kind of conditioning through playing sport and seeing the ups and downs and the wins and losses, mm. you know, it, it kind of helps in that way.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for how you parent as well. Yeah. Because I know people who play sports and play video games and they smash to, their fucking controllers on yeah, the floor when yeah. they lose. Particularly playing FIFA mm. because that game is like anger fuel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think each to their own but realistically we're all playing to have fun.
1: Yeah.
0: You're playing to win but you're playing to have fun as well and if you're getting that angry that you feel like you need to go and shoot the place up. Maybe you need to recheck your, uh, your priorities yeah. in life and probably seek help. Yeah. yeah,
1: And, and of course, you know, just for putting it in the podcast, if, if you know somebody who's like that and they get that upset about things, potentially, you know, put them towards the right path as well. And maybe, you know, offer some help or whatever, because it is a, you know, it's a, it's a real thing this in our day and age now. Yeah, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, anger issues.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, and if you need help, you can call Lifeline on thirteen eleven fourteen or Beyond Blue.
1: Yeah, they they'll always help, which is good. Or Kids Helpline, even. Um, yeah, you know, there's a there's a few ways to do it. But that got really dark. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Anyway... Let's talk about games. Yeah, there was
1: a lot of games that came out that year. And some were really frustrating. Others weren't as bad. Some
0: were really, really good.
1: And some were really, really shit. (laughs) Like Fallout 76. Great game. Tops the shit list.
0: Yeah. Actually, that's one of the shittest games of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Probably is. People are still playing it, though. I like how Bethesda... like, They do that thing which EA just did not do with Anthem... (laughs) Where they're like, we know this game is flawed and we're doing our best to fix yeah. it. Um, which I guess is, you know, there's something to be said for doing that. Whereas mm. EA with Anthem are just like, we don't talk about Fuck it.
1: Fuck you, we've we got your money.
0: Yeah, yeah. keep playing it, but we're not going to fix it. And we're Buy a fucking talk loot box it. and get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe if you bought more loot boxes, shit like this wouldn't happen.
1: <laughs> you <fuckhead>. <laughs>
0: Um <laughs> But yeah, so Fallout 76 was a hot mess.
1: You already mentioned before. Obviously, we happy few came out of pre-release. Yeah. Actual release. Yep. And
0: then um, got and then got banned. Refused classification <laughs> in Australia. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> Pointless. Yeah. Um, we had some really good games though, like Nino Cooney no Two: Revenant Kingdom, which is the sequel to Nino Cooney: Wrath of the White Witch, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Nino Cooney Two was quite different in terms of how the systems and everything worked in the game. But it was still a really charming, fun, um, sort of anime RPG. Yeah, and it had a lot of um, like different systems in how the game played, which really freshened it up and changed it up. Mm-hmm. But it was still in the same. It was different characters from the first one, but the same sort of world. Yeah, this idea of a parallel world with our world and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And um, also in 2018 was A Way Out, which was from EA. It didn't have loot boxes. Yeah. Um, but it was the one that was forced co-op, where you yeah. had to play at co-op. Mm.
1: Which was interesting.
0: Yeah. We played through it once and we're like, well, this story's fucking dumb. Yeah. But it was kind of fun.
1: It was good to have that kind of forced co-op where it's like, yeah. we're going to try this game.
0: But, but you can't um, play it unless you've got someone with you. Yeah. And co-op can really make a shit game a fun game. Yeah, true. You know, like if you were playing Fallout 76 with mates, you'd probably have a good time of it. Yeah. Because it's it's almost like watching a B-grade B movie and mm. making fun of how bad That's it right. is. Yeah, You know, you can make that a really fun experience mm-hmm. because you're with friends. So yeah. it's kind of a cheap shot for them to go, this game, we it's... can make it good by forcing people to have to play yeah, together. Exactly. And to be fair, there was some really... Kind of cool bits in that game that I enjoyed. Yeah, I quite enjoyed playing it. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. But there were parts in it, like in the story, where you're just like,
1: hmm, yeah. "What are you doing?
0: <laughs> that doesn't make sense." Why
1: did you just forget how to act? Yeah, I remember thinking that a few times. Like some of the acting was a bit, yeah, you know, on the nose, and just
0: questionable choices in the script and things yeah. like that. But in general, I thought it was reasonably good. It was passable, and we yeah. haven't. I don't think we've seen anything from that developer yet.
1: Not since, since that. Yeah.
0: But I'm sure they're out there doing something. Uh,
1: Nintendo also decided to go in a bit of a new direction with um, Labo.
0: Yeah, pieces of cardboard. Yeah, which is kind
1: of an interesting concept. Like, how mm, can we make peripherals really, really cheap to make but sell them at a premium and have (laughs) them, you know, in the game but then they're made out of fucking paper so they'll break, you know? And
0: you can buy them again. Well, they started, I believe they were selling the like the pieces of cardboard separate to the game so that if you did fuck them you can recycle them and just rebuild it from scratch. Which I think is a good concept but um, it's just a bulky piece of garbage in the house. Yeah. So.
1: And they've all done it. Like every company's really tried this you know extension to the real world like breaking that that barrier of a game and Toys that you can put in your game, yeah. all that kind of shit. Everyone's tried it, um, and I just recently threw out all of my old um, figurines from one of them. I can't even remember
0: which one. Yeah, it was. like Skylanders or Disney Infinity. I or, think it was Disney Infinity. Yeah, yeah. And it was we a bag of song. plastic yeah. shit. Um, I've got a bag of Skylanders in one of those old grey plastic bags. Yeah, with it, like the tops twisted up because. I think our cousin, the kids' cousins from Cairns Mm -hmm. came to stay with us for my wedding, which was nearly two years ago. No. Yeah, nearly two years ago. (laughs) I got married once, I think. Yeah. And um, I was like, no way I'm letting these fuckers play with my toys. No. So I put all my Skylanders in a garbage bag, in a shopping bag, tied it shut, threw it in a corner. It's literally still (laughs) tied together in a bag. That'd be right. So at least they're not gathering dust. Well, that is true. They're in mint. The bag is gathering mint dust. Mint condition. Yeah, another RPG that dropped in 2018 that was a sequel was Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, which I mentioned...
1: Multiple times.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> came out on the 31st, and I've got it, and I haven't played it yet, because yep. I've been finishing The Witcher 3 the Fair second enough. time. But I'm looking forward to jumping into that once I finish The Witcher. I've already talked about Obsidian Heaps. So yes. Another yep. great sequel was State of Decay 2, And the crew two, which we played both of, yes, and were unimpressed by both.
1: By both, unfortunately. The crew two went down a bit of a a different path by adding, you know, planes and boats, which was
0: very cool actually. That was quite well done, but it it wasn't enough to make me go. I want to play this game. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
0: I played it a little bit. There's a lot of stuff to do. It's a Ubisoft game, so there's like a thousand things to do. There's a lot. Yeah, Um, but. Really, I feel like twenty eighteen was the year of the PS four oh, because PlayStation so. their their exclusives in twenty eighteen were phenomenal.
1: Yeah, uh, it was massive. Yeah, obviously Detroit Become Human
0: from the guys who made Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, which were awesome games. Yes, yeah, they both were. And yeah, Detroit Become Human was awesome again. Mm. Just changing the way that a game can work in terms of choices.
1: Yeah. And they I remember there being conversations in you know newspapers and stuff about the game because it was all about android assimilation into Yeah, and you
0: know, AI and stuff yeah, like that.
1: into normal life. Um, yeah, and and they did a really good job of that. Mm. So, you know. That kudos was a really good them. game. Yeah.
0: We also had uh, God of War, obviously, which yeah, was which
1: is on both of our games. I mean, player. that was
0: arguably the game of the year if it wasn't for Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out in the same year. Like, 2018 was almost the best year in gaming for Uh the PS4.
1: Yeah. Almost for the last long time. Yeah. The amount of awesome games that came out that were literally... Just in one year. ...hours and hours and hours of play. Yeah. You know, that was fantastic. I mean, both those two games, God of War and, and Red Dead Redemption 2, I didn't want to stop playing. Yeah. You know, and... I'd stay up until fucking stupid o'clock playing yeah. and then be like I have to go to bed now seriously like I can't yeah. I can't just keep going because I would
0: Red Dead Redemption 2 you had to play for that long because you spent so long riding on fucking horse
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think you think Death Stranding was a walking simulator or well, Red Dead Redemption 2 was a horse riding simulator yeah. Yeah. and a building a cottage and simulator yeah
1: exactly banging in a nail yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it
0: was a good game though but yeah, God of War. That reboot of the God of War series. I never really got into the God of War games, except for the PSP ones, like yeah. Chains of Olympus and Goes to Sparta, yeah. which I really enjoyed. They were good. But I never really played the PS2, PS3 ones.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, to have God of War go from this like hack and slash sort of, you know, whatever from it was, rails, to kinda, becoming yeah. this massive action adventure game mm-hmm. that's like beautifully written with this father-son dynamic and all of it was just
1: all the all the storylines yeah as well like apart from just those two just the the narrative when you were on your boat yeah and they were telling stories about things yeah a
0: head hanging off your belt is telling you stories and like things like that
1: incredibly made
0: and just what is standard for god of war is like the the little nods to Greek mythology yeah. and Viking in, in the reboot was the Norse mythology and Viking yeah. mythology. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just so well done. Mm. It was just exceptional. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we're going to see God of War two, if not as a launch title for the PS five, like launch window the first year, that would be big. I hope because yeah. that would be really good. Yeah,
1: it would be. That would
0: drive yeah. sales big time on the PS five. For sure. But whether they do it or not, who knows?
1: Yeah. But, um, but it would be fantastic.
0: And the final one in the trifecta of huge PS4 games that year was Spider Man. Yes. By Insomniac. Mm. So that one kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like we knew it was coming, we'd seen bits it's, of it, but yeah. realistically, like. It blew to have gone from. Water. To have gone from Activision doing the amazing Spider Man games, which kind of were like middling
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the previous sort of game, the last Spider-Man games that we'd seen. Yeah. To have Insomniac come in and put to use what they'd learned in making like Sunset Overdrive
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, years of experience in the industry to come out and make this just the best, arguably one of the, the best superhero game yeah. ever yeah. made. I mean, mm-hmm. Arkham, the Arkham series are up there, but... um. Yeah, Spider Man was very, very well done. Yeah.
1: Even just the mechanics of just zooming around the city, you know, like with your your web sling and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was just such a great feeling game. Yeah. It actually felt like the Spider Man movies and looked like it as well. It was fucking beautiful yeah so yeah huge nod
0: yeah and so we know that they're working on a sequel to that as well Yeah. so I doubt that'll be a launch title but we'll potentially see a new Spider-Man game from them in the next Mm -hmm. year or two hopefully on the new system Nintendo also had a
1: couple of uh, decent games come out that year you had uh, Pokemon Let's Go
0: yeah which is a real sort of change of direction for Pokemon Mm. because it It was sort of like moving towards what Pokemon Go was on the mobile. Yeah. um, Rather than what Pokemon had been before. Yeah, yeah. So they changed how combat worked and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like, honestly, it may not have hit as well as they'd hoped.
1: I don't think it did. Yeah, Yeah, and now we've got
0: Sword and Shield have just come out, which are sort of a return to the more traditional style.
1: Mm. They also had uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate.
0: Which is a fucking awesome game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Super Smash has always been... Well, Smash Brothers has mm. always been like... Since like Nintendo 64 yeah. has just been one of those games that is always excellent. Mm. And yeah, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is no different. It's like my kids play it all the time. Yeah. They're obsessed with it. Mm. It's fucking great. And I played a lot of it as well. I didn't finish the single player because the campaign in it is unbelievably long Mm. and it's just fight, 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 fight you know but um, even that was well done enough the systems that they've got in place that separate because you do like your normal multiplayer battles but in the campaign it has this whole spirit system where you can support your character with different like abilities and shit and yeah it was there was a surprising level of depth there and like the unlockables that you get from playing through they were the type of thing that Just had that right feeling, Mm -hmm. that balance of the feeling of making you want to come back and play more.
1: Probably would have been easier if you could just buy them in loot boxes.
0: Yeah, that would have been better. If you could just go, you know what, I don't want to unlock all of these. I want to give you money to do it for me.
1: What were they thinking?
0: Yeah, why didn't they do that? That was, uh, well, I guess one was Starlink Battle for Atlas, which was the last real game with toys apart from Amiibos on Nintendo which is still Still dropping here and there but yeah Starlink which we've talked about that was the one where you could just pay to get everything digitally rather than having the toys toys, which makes it fucking irrelevant
1: exactly yeah
0: so yeah they just manufactured a bunch of these toys and it was pointless even from day dot it wasn't even like they're like, oh, well, the toys aren't selling very well. Let's make a digital option. It was from launch. Yeah. You could just buy the digital edition and, and have, have everything. Yeah,
1: there was no point having a box or a bag yeah. tied up in the corner full of shit. Yeah, exactly. Know, basically.
0: Just gathering dust and becoming landfill. Yeah. Um, also,
1: Assassin's Creed brought out Odyssey.
0: Yeah, which so... stepped up again after Origins in the previous year had completely mm. reshaped... Assassin's Creed and then Odyssey took it to a whole nother level plus it had a female the choice between a male or female protagonist yeah. which we've talked about mm-hmm. um, yeah just leaps Brilliant. and bounds for Assassin's Creed and their games as a service thing that Ubisoft are really like really found their stride in now
1: Yeah,
0: Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a great example Origins they did it as well where you could still play it a year later and be getting new content Yeah, Odyssey I feel like they're still releasing things at this Mm. point or they if they're not they've just stopped recently because there's so much extra stuff
1: shelf time yeah and to
0: be able to maintain it plus that game alone like just as the game has like 80 hours plus in it if you explore and do everything
1: Mm.
0: yeah Um, we also had Diablo 3 come out on Switch which was you know that's like a 7 or 8 year old game yeah Um, great to have it on a handheld Mm. which I really appreciate and um,
1: and then we had the normals, you know, Call of Duty, Black Ops Four, Battlefield,
0: Battlefield Five, which was like their follow up. Battlefield One, which I feel like not like yeah. no one is playing that. No. They've just done a oh. like a season two refresh thing on Battlefield Five, oh. which I think is to try and draw more people in. I saw it pop up on my PlayStation Store. Oh, good! Just like a Battlefield Five with newness. Cool. So, yeah. There was also another
1: one that came out that year, which was a brand new IP. It had been touched on by other games previously. uh, Sea of Thieves, which was an Xbox exclusive at the time, Xbox and
0: um, PC. Yeah, it's a it's a first party Microsoft thing. Yeah, yeah, and they gave it away. I think that was the first one they gave away for free with. um,
1: Yeah, with their subscription.
0: Yeah, was that? I don't know. Was maybe it's always been free. I don't know. The Games Pass thing was mm-hmm. Games Pass twenty eighteen. Jeez, we're good at yeah, this. Yeah, would have been. But yeah, I just remember everyone getting Sea of Thieves and then yeah. being like, "Well, this is lackluster." Yeah, and, and they've su- that's something that they've supported a lot as well.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it was very lackluster though. You know, like it it kind of had the potential to be something way more, um, but you know, because they they built it up to be, you can get crews of your mates and get bigger boats and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and I just, I, I just never really saw too many other people playing it when I was playing it. Yeah. Um, which was it's a one shame. of those
0: games where you've got to have like nine mates on at the same time and be like, let's all play Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Let's take on the Kraken. And they're like, no, we're playing WoW. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Who was
1: that idea. So yeah, there was a lot of very good games. There was some mediocre ones. There was, Fallout 76. Lots of
0: sequels. Um, Um, And yeah, it was just a generally... uh, That was a really good year Yeah, for games.
1: Yeah, very, very good. Especially for PlayStation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Well, Far Cry 5 was that year as well, which we didn't even mention. No, true. um, Which was great. And then they released New Dawn Mm. in 2019, Far Cry New Dawn, which was like... The
1: mini-map of it.
0: Yeah, it was like the Far Cry Primal of Far Cry 4. Yeah. But this was actually a legit sequel to the Far Cry Five story, except like eighteen years later. Mm. Yeah. So, I actually really enjoyed New Dawn. Mm. I thought it was a very, uh, I I have always liked the Far Cry stories from yeah. the games I've played, mm-hmm. and to be able to revisit the world
1: but it and see the, how it's changed
0: different. and yeah. everything, yeah, it was really cool. Mm.
1: I thought that was actually a good thing to do because Primal they didn't do that at all. Yeah. You, know, you had Far Cry 4, and then they're like, well, fuck, we've already got a map. Yeah. Let's just make it, you know, from hundreds of years ago, um, thousands of years ago, and we'll just make everything kind of look like shit, because that's how it would have looked then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but in this, they went, well, Far Cry 5 finished, the fucking place got nuked, so it's kind of a shithole now, Spoiler but there's survivors. Alert. Yeah. Um, Let's see what would happen. We'll put it in a fucking simulator and go, how would things look in 20 years from now? And they
0: did it very differently from what post-apocalyptic games generally are. Yeah. um, Yeah. Because they went really colorful Mm. as opposed to being all washed out and fucked. Yeah. Um, But then they also added in the expeditions where you could sort of teleport, helicopter ride to a whole new area. Mm. Which... When they announced it, I thought, wow, that's a really cool idea and you can visit a lot of... You could do a lot with that. Yeah. But they ended up all being just like, go to this kind of, sort of interesting area, mm-hmm. go to point A, and then return to a, like, evac point. Yeah. It wasn't very Get interesting. Get Japa. So that was disappointing, but in general, I thought that game was really good. But no. that was 2019.
1: Yes. And we're
0: not there yet. No. I think we've probably talked enough about 2018, though. Well although
1: it had been out for quite a while there was a lot more noise in 2018 coming out about cloud gaming mm. all the companies were starting to shift towards cloud gaming yeah
0: so so we saw things like um i mean we've known about ps now obviously on live we talked about on live in um in like part 1 of this yeah. where on live was this cloud gaming service which was the first commercially available cloud gaming service it didn't play, pan out too well eventually in 2015 or whenever it was Sony acquired them shut them down but kept all of the patents mm-hmm. they also acquired Gaikai who were another sort of burgeoning player in the cloud gaming industry
1: Yeah,
0: and Sony acquired them and sort of rolled them into their cloud gaming portfolio I guess you could call it mm-hmm. um, as they started building up to release PS Now which is available in the UK and US it's not available here yet
1: yeah as they keep saying
0: but um like we're seeing very many hints that Mm. it's going to be here probably this year probably in time for the PS5 I would say hopefully Um, let's hope so yeah because like I saw I was scrolling through the Playstation store yesterday and I saw Dead Space 3 and I was like well that's not a PS4 game Mm. and it said PS Now under it but when I selected it it wouldn't let me play the game or anything. It just had the store page with no buy button or anything. Oh, okay, yeah. But it had said PS Now. So I was like, that's interesting that that's mm. showing up on my feed. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, there was a PS Now ad on the PlayStation store under, like, Featured or whatever. Oh, wow. But when yeah. you clicked it, it didn't do anything. Yeah. Because there's no PS there's Now in Australia. There. So, yeah. like, they're getting a bit fast and loose with how they're doing yeah, things. Exactly. Like they're letting some things slip. But yeah. I think when it's not going to be long. But yeah, PS Now has been around for a good like basically since the launch of the PS4, I feel like nearly, you know, yeah, we'd be plus, looking at least yeah. 5 to 5 to 7 odd years. Yeah. Because the whole idea was Xbox said, you know, we're going to have backwards compatibility with some 360 stuff. Yeah. And PS4 were like, "No, we can't because they use the Cell processor for the PS3." Yeah. So the only way they could do it was by streaming the games. And so that's how they allowed backwards compatibility. Um, But they've also done it in the way that Xbox do the Game Pass, where you pay for your subscription and you can stream games that are PS4 games Mm. that you don't own. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what level of that product we get if it launches here. Hopefully it does. Yeah, I mean...
1: And not just for PS now, but you've got some big players in this market now. Mm. So there's obviously, Stadia was announced that year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. it was going to be a, a thing. Um,
0: I think that was announced in 2019. But yeah, announced and launched 2019. Yeah, yeah, potentially. And yeah, it didn't really, it hasn't really lived up to what we had had hoped that Google would be yeah, able to pull off. exactly. With their like immense, resources and servers Mm -hmm. they haven't been able to like nail it which which is a real um, shame i think it's interesting because there was a recent like two days ago there was a phil spencer the ceo of xbox or whatever head of xbox came out and said that he doesn't see Sony and Nintendo as the key competitors for the Xbox. Yeah. He sees Google and Amazon as the key competitors, mm-hmm. which is, of course, talking about cloud gaming. Yeah. But in a world where a company like Google can't get their shit together enough to have a streaming service that works
1: mm. with
0: Stadia... Um, and like we've got GeForce Now, yeah. which has been in beta since 2013 or something.
1: 2017, it was officially beta out. Yeah. Um, but they, it,
0: they started in 2013, and the yeah. way it worked was that it was like a thing where you could rent a virtual server. Yeah. And now it's like when you log in, you're just on a virtual computer yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But they've just. Put that to market yeah, so now. especially this yeah. week,
1: it actually went to market. Unfortunately, it's still not here in Australia. Again. Yeah, um, you can go to your you know, your force Now website, and it just says notify me when it's here. Yeah, um, which is a real shame.
0: But, but realistically, but, like our infrastructure is not. Yeah, not. Even right. I'd close be interested to, it. to see what people get from it because yeah. the whole point of G-Force Now is that you can play awesome games without needing a high-end computer. Yeah. But the argument I see about it is like people don't, you know, why would you choose that option? Because you're naturally going to have latency issues. Yeah. There's no, at this point. There's no way of getting around that. Yeah. At this point in the way our technology and our infrastructure, internet infrastructure works, we're going to have latency. Mm. So there's going to be some issues with that. Yeah. So the real benefit of cloud gaming is not having a shit computer and being able to play good games. It's being able to play games on your phone or your tablet, wherever you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is going to be a so, struggle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we um, still don't even have 5G rolled out around the world. You yeah. know? They're already talking about 6G, which is an yeah. insane leap in time. Yeah, well, we wouldn't
0: be seeing that for another seven or eight years, Yeah, you wouldn't think. No,
1: no, that's Um, right. But they're already testing it, which is insane.
0: But I don't see how... Like, that's why when I saw that quote from Phil Spencer where he's like, I don't see Microsoft, I don't see Sony and Nintendo as our big competitors. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, you probably should because as important as cloud gaming is and you're playing the long game, like, that's a real long game. Yeah. And even if cloud gaming is a huge thing, I feel like in places like Australia, South America, mm. like large parts of the USA,
1: yeah.
0: there's not the infrastructure there for these people to be able to play cloud gaming
1: yeah, anywhere. games right. in
0: a way that is superior to playing on a mm. console in your house. Yeah, So I well, think it's a bit said, early.
1: He even said in that article that they've spent multiple billions of dollars on the tech. Yeah, And it's like, I'm sure Google just fucking threw trillions of dollars at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Google would have been like, hey, let's try this. Fuck, look at all the zeros in our bank account. Yeah. Just go do it. Mm. And Google have the resources, the money, the fucking brains to be yeah. able to make anything happen, you yeah. know? And they couldn't. So, yeah. in a shorter, shorter amount of time.
0: I think Microsoft have probably got one up on Google in that area because of their. Um, like their entire rich history yeah. is generally around networking and network technology. Yeah. So they benefit from that like they've got their Azure cloud servers and all that kind of stuff. So my if anyone can do it Microsoft can do it. True. But I still don't think I think it's maybe maybe arrogant, maybe not arrogant, but I think it's a bit foolish yeah. to write off like
1: maybe it was just a boastful statement. He was yeah. just trying to you know, stick the knife maybe in a it's a bit. red
0: herring or something yeah maybe but like we we're, we're talking about um, how the coronavirus is happening at the moment mm-hmm. and it's affecting production in China yeah and how potentially we're going to see a delay in the production of the new consoles yeah. Xbox X Xbox Series X and um, the, the PS5, PS5 obviously yeah. but I feel like from the messaging we're getting from Microsoft it's like we're not concerned about consoles because Mm -hmm. they're not concerned about seeing Sony or Nintendo as a competitor.
1: Yeah.
0: Which means, like, uh, the only way you can read that is that they don't care as much about their consoles. They care more about their cloud service. Right? They've also come out and said they're not going to have any Xbox Series X exclusives for the first two years. Everything that comes out is also going to be playable on Xbox One and Mm -hmm. PC. Yeah. So... There's literally no reason to buy an Xbox Series yeah, X in right. the first two years. It's so strange, isn't it? I don't know. It just seems like a hell of a risk to take. Mm. And yeah. maybe they've got some secret weapon. But um, I feel like if they have the same stuff. secret
1: weapon is ego. Yeah. It could be.
0: I mean, credit where credit's due, Phil Spencer's done a really good job of pulling Xbox back from the shit show that was the Xbox One yes. launch. Yeah. But wouldn't it be ridiculous to have history repeat itself for Xbox One, for sorry, for Xbox to let the competitor that they underestimate, mm-hmm. Sony, who, f- I don't know why you would underestimate them because they predominantly yeah, fucking exactly. slaughtered them in the last gen, yeah. to just let them have free reign. You know, mm. if Sony come out with, say, three really good launch titles and people are like, fuck yeah, that's so good, I will buy that system and play yeah, that, which right. they very well could, They've got the pedigree in their developers. And they've
1: got the history of doing things like that.
0: Do you really want to give PlayStation the head start with the PS5 that they got with the PS4? It's a bit silly. So, I mean, maybe in 10 years when cloud gaming is the big thing and Microsoft are dominating that area, they can be like, see, we made the right decision. But Sony have still got the customer base on 100 million consoles. And they've,
1: they've got the trophies in the cabinet. Yeah. to look back and go we did really well there let's yeah. try and do that again yeah. because these clowns are going somewhere else
0: so I don't know it remains to be seen and we'll yeah. talk about that in our next podcast but it's where kind we're of interesting about come, you
1: know the we mentioned that GeForce now was just released officially yeah um, and some of the numbers in there were huge like we said it was it was first announced at CES in 2017 yeah so it was actually released and, and in Beta testing, um, they allowed 300,000 people in North America and Europe to have access to the beta to try it. Yeah, and there was over 70 million hours of gameplay, which you wouldn't do if it didn't work.
0: Yeah, but we're I mean. talking about like playing on a hardwired wired PC, like. You're only getting in that beta if you've got a good internet connection. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you're playing on a PC. You're not that's playing right. on a mobile.
1: No, that's right. So.
0: But one of
1: the other things that they've done is um, the Nvidia Shield. Yeah. Which is their Android little TV streaming thing. Yeah. Um, it's fucking awesome and it's so powerful. Mm. It's already been known for years as the best kind of. Um, what do they call it? Yeah. Uh, goku whatever it is like the the tv box yeah um gives you access to everything it can quite powerfully uh render videos yeah um all those kinds of things and they're using that as well in this to say if you've already got this you can actually access it straight away Mm. um and And it's like
0: a netflix of gaming as well like that's what in terms of what people wanted from stadia that's right which stadia didn't bring to the table
1: and the good thing is that it'll connect to your current gaming list, so whether it's, it's in Steam mm. or you know on UPlay or, or Origin, Origin
0: or whatever, yeah, because yeah. you're basically logging into a virtual computer, yeah. where you can log into whichever,
1: whatever you already own. So thing. you've got yeah. full capacity to play your own games that you've yeah. already bought over years and years and years. If you're a PC gamer, yeah, um,
0: to play on your TV with your Shield, yeah, but also like for people who have Macs who have historically not been able yeah. to have the same options with gaming. Mm. Now you have all of the options. That's right. You have full yeah. access to everything. So, so that's, yeah. I think it's big. Mm. Um, I'd like to, I've, I've mentioned a couple of times to people when I've been talking about it, that I'm interested in seeing, you know, what kind of effect it has on high end PC sales. Yeah. Um, but again, I feel like having local hardware is going to trump, car- cloud services for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Like, you can be as optimistic as you like, but Australia is not going to have cloud gaming that is better than a fucking console sitting on your TV unit. Yeah. Anytime soon, I don't think. Mm. Prove me wrong, because I would love to be proven wrong. Oh, yeah, it'd be awesome. But, yeah, I'm, you know, tempering my expectations (laughs) in that. So, yeah, but cloud gaming, I think there's a lot to... We're going to see a lot more of that in the the decade to come. We'll probably talk about it more in our next episode where we talk about 2020 and our expectations for the decade. I think so. But um, yeah, just the history in the last decade of how we've gone from on-live to now having Stadia, xCloud in beta, PS Now has been operating for a while, GeForce Now has just come to market and it's killing it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a space to watch. But let's talk about 2019. As I said, one of the things that happened was Google revealed Stadia and then launched it to great fanfare.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unfortunately, really you know, from from our point of
0: view... It's a nothing it's, thing yeah. because we can't do it in yeah, Australia. exactly. So, so all we can do is read about all the disappointed people in America. That's right. Yeah. Which isn't great. Well... And especially being
1: disappointed, yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's it especially reminds me of things like Google Plus and the countless other things that Google have started and then fucked off. They've just gone, let's cut our losses, yeah. Um, those things that that Google have started in a sort of inspired, sort of well meaning Mm. attitude, they've gone, oh, this is a really great idea, let's do this, and then it doesn't work out. Is you know, they hit some speed bumps and they just go, well, let's just cut our losses and get rid of it, yeah. So I'm kind of glad that Stadia hasn't rolled out here because mm-hmm. I would have bought into it. Oh yeah, and I would have probably got burned. Yeah, so pretty quickly by the sounds yeah. of things. But um, um, there's plenty of other things to talk about in 2019 other yeah. than Stadia.
1: Like Activision had a few things happening that year. Mm. Um, Bungie, which we already mentioned a while ago, um, you know, Bungie terminated its publishing deal with Activision um, and maintained the rights for Destiny.
0: Yeah, which is a great deal for Bungie. Yeah, and I I don't know the mentality behind that because I thought Destiny Two sold pretty well and all the DLC for it, Mm. which they would have been working on while under the Activision umbrella. I don't understand at what point Activision go, you know what, this isn't working out. Let's cut our losses and let them go and take the rights to that huge game with them.
1: Yeah, because that's a pretty big IP. Yeah, yeah. Like we, they've done a good job of it. Yeah, Bungie have have. so.
0: Yeah, that's just interesting. I don't know why they did that. So, the other thing
1: that Activision had done or announced that year was they were implementing layoffs of 8%, which is nearly. Like, yeah, it was like nearly staff.
0: 800 staff. And yeah. they'd had a record quarter as well for profits, which is bizarre. So, they had record profit and then let Bungie go. Yep. And then sacked 800 people. Yeah. Mostly from um, non-dev sectors, mm. but still like... Just cleaners. They're like, fucking devs
1: and pigs anyway. Maybe it's
0: just a bunch of management. I don't know. It's a lot of management. There's a lot of people. 800 people.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially considering it doesn't include the bungee staff that they fucked off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's weird. But then EA also announced that they'd be cutting like 4% of their workforce, which was like 300 people, 350 people in March. Um, And that was a month after they released Apex Legends, which they surprise released. Yeah, with Respawn. With Respawn. And that game, like within a week, had like 25 million players as this sort of competitor to Fortnite, which just went gangbusters. So they're like, that game's going real good. You 350 people pack your shit. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> All you're doing is sitting around playing Maybe they're Apex. Maybe the,
0: they're the 350 people who were working on the... They're like, look, we've got these two Battle Royale games. <laughs> Let's see which one goes the best. And Apex Legends launch, and they're like, oh, you guys missed the boat. Yeah, see ya. Get out of here. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's probably not what happened. But, yeah, it sucks. Because that, you know, in between those two companies, that's like over 1,000 people who lost their jobs yeah. in a month. In the games a, industry, which is tough. a huge hit.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tough.
0: So, yeah, that was disappointing. Mm. Um,
1: Microsoft uh, released their all-digital version of the Xbox One S.
0: So, yeah, uh, with no optical drive, so there's no discs going in it. You can't watch DVDs on it, mate. Yeah. You've got to get rid of your DVD collection. Exactly. 2020. That's right. Well, it's 2019 in our way-back machine. Yeah. Um,
1: so who's got discs? Yeah. Oh, everybody yeah which is a really strange thing to decide that we're gonna to totally just get rid of you know, I think
0: it's good um, because an optical drive is a moving part that can go yeah. wrong in your system yeah and I know in my ps4 most of the shit I play is digital now Yeah, true. and my disk drive is starting to fuck out because I've got the first gen ps4 yeah. which had mm-hmm. the push buttons yeah sorry not push buttons the touch sensitive buttons mm. and there's a bug with the original ps4 where something in it in the casing breaks down or something over time and that button just like automatically pushes itself sometimes ah. and so it just ejects discs that randomly sucks. which isn't great for when you're yeah. playing something off a disc I, i've never had it happen while i was playing something on a disc it was always while i was playing something digital or watching something on netflix or something and the disc drive would just be like beep 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 I <laughs> inject and eject I was like, Well that's fucking weird. Yeah, that is but, really um, weird. Most of the stuff I play now is digital and I can see why Xbox would go, Let's give an option to those people. I mean they're already they're already so far behind Playstation. Yeah. That if they can offer a cheaper option to get people to buy their shit, mm.
1: why not? They do already it? were though. Like you know, the, the standard Xbox one S, you know, by Early, I was probably even around Christmas 2018. Mm. You could get the Xbox One S
0: with a bundle of good games, yeah,
1: for like 300 bucks, yeah. So that's fucking good, yeah. You know, but yeah,
0: I do like it though, I do like it as an option because, um, for the people who do not buy physical copies of games yeah, which is true. more and more of us these days Yeah, it's just the way things are going now that,
1: now that it's becoming a bit more normal for mm. companies to have online sales of digital things Yeah, it's becoming more accessible not yeah. that Xbox do it all that well um, but yeah you know, you've got that option now so. yeah.
0: and you know what they did after that they also announced Project Scarlet which was yeah. the Xbox Series X which we've talked about um, they, did, they revealed Project Scarlet in June, revealed the name XSX, mm-hmm. which is a dumb name.
1: Sounds like a um, <laughs> snowboarding game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean White's XSX. <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: 1080. Um, yeah, so they announced the name in December and everyone was like, awesome. Good job, guys. Mm. Well done. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. um,
0: continuing in the acquisitions, though, 2019 was another big year for acquisitions, yeah, Microsoft acquired announced that they'd acquired Double Fine, yep. which again is another like real mid-range developer. You mm. know, they did Costume Quest, Con- Costume Quest Two, a bunch of other ones. Um, they did Brutal Legend. Actually, I don't mind the story of Double Fine. They um,
1: had some great games.
0: Well, they made Brutal Legend right yeah. with Jack Black, which was mm. a strat- a real-time strategy game, but also an open world. Not so metal (laughs) fucking awesome game. That game was so good. That
1: was really good. And
0: they committed to doing uh, a Brutal Legend 2 internally. But then they didn't get... It never became a thing. And it really fucked them financially doing that. Mm. And so to survive, they split into a bunch of groups. Mm -hmm. Like different development groups working on different games. There was like four games that Double Fine released that were these real niche indie games that were they had that Double Fine sort of personality to them. Yeah. Um, but they were all very strange. Mm-hmm. And so they basically just went, let's try and do these things and see how we go.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, Which in the case
1: of creating new IPs is hmm. a great idea. You know, it's like, let's break into little groups and have like a game jam. ...kind of thing... ...and let's yeah. see what we can come up with... ...and then release them... It's well, a fucking great idea...
0: ...which is exactly what they did... ...a game jam style thing... ...what they did... ...like those four things that they did... ...it was basically a situation... ...where they're like... ...we're approaching being fucked... Mm. ...let's split up into four groups... ...make playable... four playable prototypes... ...that we're gonna... ...take... ...and shop them around to publishers... ...and see if we can sell them...
1: Yeah.
0: ...and so the four things... ...that were produced were... Custodians of the Clock, Happy Song, Love Puzzle, and Tiny Personal Ninja, right? Mm, and
1: I'd always wanted they, my own personal Tiny Ninja. Yeah, which yeah.
0: those games didn't really go anywhere, but then they repeated it at, a little bit later on, and it came out with Costume Quest mm-hmm. and Stacking. Stacking was the one with those Russian right, yeah. doll things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two games are like really good games that yeah. Double Fine did. Mm. And then, um, beyond that, they sort of did, uh, the remaster of Grim Fandango and a few other games that sort of over the years, they got published with different ones. Like they did Sesame Street. Oh, well, Sesame Street Once Upon a Monster Mm. was based on one of those games that they did in that game jam thing as well. Um... And they did that for Warner Brothers and, you know, working with all these different companies until 2019 where they get picked up by Microsoft and no longer have to worry about like, what if we overreach or overextend ourselves on a product and it gets pulled, you know? So, but again, it's a, it's a company for Microsoft to add to their stable to make up the numbers, Mm. but it's not a company with, like, I don't see Double Fine making, uh, a triple a yeah. amazing game yeah like they're doing a new psychonauts game their their thing is those sort of niche games
1: mm.
0: yeah that are fun with yeah they're fun yeah. and they're great yeah but um yeah it's a it's a, it's just something that i've noticed about the acquisitions microsoft have made mm-hmm. they're good companies but they they have room to move up to yeah. like they have room to grow they need to Grow to achieve the AAA levels. So, hopefully,
1: with that backing, they can.
0: Yeah, which would which be great. interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so Double Find's an interesting story, anyway. I just wanted to mention that. Another acquisition was uh, Psyonix, the creators of Rocket League, were acquired by Epic Games. Yep. So, Epic Games Store became a Steam competitor. Mm, pretty much... Pretty quickly. Mostly in 2019. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they used Fortnite, their success from Fortnite, to sort of pay their way into yeah. doing it.
1: Mm. But, but they've they're, got they're some one real really good things. thing that they've been doing is offering people free games, which Steam don't do. Like, yeah. they have free games, but they're shit. Um,
0: yeah, but there's been some, far. like, seriously good games given yeah. away on Epic Games Store.
1: Well, this week they've given away two board game adaptations. So mm. Carcassonne, which is a really classic, classic board game, yeah. been around for a fucking long time, yeah. and was ported to the iPad about whew, eight, nine years ago, um, and is a yeah. ripper of a game. Great great yeah. iPad game too. Yeah. Um, as another one that they've just given away as well is called Ticket to Ride, which is another great yeah. game. So they're constantly providing just... More to draw options. people
0: in and draw them away from Steam and they're getting yeah. a lot of exclusivity deals as well. They, yep. they got um, Metro Exodus. Yep. was an exclusive game through um, Epic Games Store for PC. Yeah. And it caused a bit of a shit show actually because people had pre-ordered Death on Steam
1: coming there too. Yep. Yeah, so that's not happening for 2 years I think, Something 2021. Like that. Yeah.
0: But, but it's a big get. Yeah. It and is. I mean acquiring Psyonix... Who make yeah. Rocket League? Rocket League is one of the biggest games in the world
1: mm-hmm.
0: now. At yeah. this point, which is huge. Another acquisition was a company called LCG Entertainment acquired the remaining assets of Telltale Games, which we've talked about, of course. Yep. That was this year, so they picked up Telltale Games' last few assets that were left over, and they've a couple re- of printers, yeah, and they've <laughs> restarted the company, calling it Telltale Games again, but with none of the original staff. Yeah. Um, which is weird, and they've Mm. started doing some more games that are the same style of game as Telltale was doing. But there's a bit of... When we talked about Telltale, we mentioned the controversy that's there in terms of, you know, the previous staff who got boned out of their salaries and stuff like that, asking for payment, and the new company being like, well, it ain't our fucking responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, there's definitely a bit of bad blood there. But one of the big... Well, the, the acquisition from 2019 that... Uh, interests me the most as a playstation fanboy Hmm. is insomniac games
1: yeah by playstation
0: yeah Yeah, so insomniac have worked for 27 years i think they've been around for now yeah um mostly doing playstation games they did you know they did spyro ratchet and clank they did the Resistance series on PS3, mm-hmm. which were really good games, and I really hope to see more of the Resistance yeah. from the Resistance world. Yeah. But then they moved on to doing with, like we mentioned, they did Fuse, which was a four-player co-op game that was their first uh, non-PlayStation exclusive mm-hmm. game. Yep. Then they did Sunset Overdrive on PS4, uh, not PS4 on Xbox oh, on One, Xbox One,
1: yeah. which was
0: a great game. And interestingly enough, Insomniac maintain the rights they they hold the rights to that franchise. Mm. They had started it internally and then Microsoft offered to fund it and so it became an Xbox exclusive, yeah. but the deal was that Insomniac get to hold on to the the franchise. So there's entirely a good chance that we'll see Sunset Overdrive maybe not the first game if there's I don't know like we don't know the exclusivity deal. Yeah. But Presumably, if they hold the rights to the franchise, they're going to be able to go, at some point,
1: go, okay, the time's up, Mm. now
0: we can release it on PlayStation as well. Yeah. But we'll probably see something, if there's a Sunset Overdrive 2, Mm. it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive, presumably.
1: And, of course, their big one, which we just mentioned, was Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, from the the previous year. Yeah.
0: And they rebooted Ratchet & Clank as well on PS4, Mm -hmm. which we talked about in one of the previous episodes. I wonder if there was, like,
1: a a kind of backroom chat where someone from Sony went, if Spider-Man does well, we're going to fucking buy you guys. Yeah. And they just kind of went, this is worth... Trillions of dollars for us, you know, like to have Sony own us and back Mm. us. So we're going to fucking blow them out of the park. Yeah. Because it was announced not long after that it was happening.
0: Yeah. So So it must have been in the pipeline. Yeah. And like, if you look at, like, it wouldn't have been a hard decision for Insomniac either. Like, I think they probably valued their independence, but there'd be a period of time in there sort of after Resistance ended where between probably Resistance and Spider-Man... Mm-hmm. where they're like well what are we doing yeah. you know they released Fuse which didn't do well then they do an Xbox exclusive game because they don't seem to be getting anywhere with Playstation mm-hmm. which is you know maybe that's why Playstation were like look these guys are fucking awesome we need to not let this get away from us yeah so I don't think it would have been a big step for them to go, you know, they've worked with PlayStation almost exclusively for nearly 30 years. That's right. It's not a difficult choice for yeah, them to step true. into it. Yeah. But I see the difference between this acquisition and Microsoft's ones is that Insomniac are absolutely a AAA developer. Yeah. They have the pedigree, they have the history,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now they have the basically unlimited resources of Sony behind mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Because Sony, like, you look at what how they treat Naughty Dog, Santa Monica Studios, all of these studios. Like, Japan Studio took like eight years to make The Last Guardian. Yeah. The Last Guardian didn't sell that well. Mm. The J- Japan Studio is still operating, yeah. it's still going. going the
1: shit. Yeah. They
0: just pumped money into it and mm. were like, yeah, keep going, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas Insomniac have this just great history of making great games for
1: PlayStation.
0: And now they have the money so they don't have to worry about how they're going to get funding or what publishing deal they're going to crack. Mm. Um, And I wonder if
1: they'll also, because they're a first party, get to pick and choose the the things that they're working on now. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to have to come up with their own IPs and, and publish their own kind of sequels or anything? Or is it just like, you know, there's someone from Insomniac sitting at the table when people come in and pitch? Yeah. And they go... Uh, yeah I reckon we could do that one
0: I, I imagine it'd be mostly in-house them just brainstorming their own shit yeah. but like look at them they've got so many IPs already that they've yeah, created right. they've proven that they can come up with new shit mm. there's a rumor strong rumor going around that there's going to be a Ratchet & Clank PS5 launch title
1: yeah. we
0: don't know anything solid there but like the rumors are talking about it and I could see it happening with this because prior to Spider-Man the Ratchet and Clank reboot was the most successful game that Insomniac had ever done. Wow. For a reboot. Yeah. So
1: That's
0: to have really that crazy. kind of to have that kind of success,
1: mm.
0: there's no way they're leaving the Ratchet and Clank series behind now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, they've got... Resistance was a really good series of games. Mm. Spider-Man killed it. That
1: was on the Vita, too, wasn't it? The, there was a Resistance... Yeah,
0: Fallen Skies or something. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. It was. Yeah. But the, the PS... Let's not talk about that game. <laughs> the PS3 Resistance games are really, really cool and mm. something different at the time. So, yeah. yeah, I just think that Insomniac is a really good acquisition for Sony. I think they fit in perfectly mm. in what Sony are doing with their stable of studios. Yeah. Um, in that third-person action-adventure sort mm-hmm. of region, but yeah. they can do anything. Oh,
1: yeah. Obviously. They can do
0: first-person shooters. They can do 3D platformers. Mm-hmm. Like
1: Adventures.
0: Insomniac are a huge get yeah. for PlayStation. So good on them. So, yeah. Um,
1: also, in 2019, we had um, uh, Steam in the news which doesn't happen all that often.
0: Yeah. Well they've um, kind of they kind of lost their way a bit yeah. in the last decade, especially once they really opened up the licensing. Yeah.
1: And now everyone's kind of well, like they, it's a shit show.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. the thing that kicked steam off was the success of like Half-Life. Yeah. and those games. Yeah. And we haven't seen shit no. from Valve since like Portal 2. Yeah. You know,
1: anything decent.
0: Yeah. And so They've kind of just focused on making that money yeah. from their Steam sales and selling games exactly. with really shit digital rights. Yeah, um, and media just DRM being shit on them.
1: completely flooded by shit. Yeah, there's no. There used to be that benchmark. You had to have this. Yeah, and then they kind of went, "Ah, fuck that."
0: Yeah, just and put with, all your shit with up. no refund ability or oh, like a yeah. limited refund ability. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it started making waves in sort of legal areas and they got sued in france um because yes. of their inability to allow users to resell their games mm. which is astounding yeah and they lost and france being part of the eu the eu were like well guess what motherfuckers yeah. now in all european union regions you need to allow people to resell their games yeah. which is huge for oh, a digital yeah. property exactly. to be resold by mm. the end user yeah like that's a not something that you see.
1: No, that's right. Pretty massive.
0: But yeah. they also. That was kind a win of, um, for consumers.
1: Yeah, it was. They also picked up, or, or sorry, not picked up, but they renegotiated uh, their EA deal, Yeah. where EA had kind of fucked off. To do done an Origin, Origin yeah. thing. I wish and,
0: no one uses. <laughs>
1: yeah, Origin was always a bit of shit. Um, but yeah, they started uh, republishing the EA titles on Steam again. Uh, for the first time in eight years, yeah, eight and a half years. So, yeah, that was a big win for them to get that kind of, I guess, couple of dollars from every sale of an EA yeah. game. You know, it started, yeah, so they're mixed on. in
0: with uh, with the all the crap, that's tentacle on Steam. porn games. Yeah, <laughs> good on them. Yeah, rape simulators and shit. Yeah, there's some Steam's shit on fucking there, man. shit show. Oh, it's fucking anyway, so let's get into the big games of the year. We've already mentioned Apex Legends, which like blew people away. Yeah. Um, there was a 2018 game we didn't mention, which was Tetris Effect, yes. which was a VR optional PS4 exclusive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which went very well because Tetris is madly popular. But mm-hmm. then on the Switch in 2019 came Tetris 99, which was battle royale Tetris. Yeah. Crazy. Which is cr- yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like be the last man standing in a Tetris battle is like, if you pitch that idea. It's hard to picture it. You're like, that's fucking weird. What? Mm. But um, Carl from Game Train Podcast can attest to how much he fucking loves that game. And it's quite good. Yeah. I mean, it's Tetris. It's so simple. It's so excellent and addictive. So, um,
1: Pokemon came back with a vengeance, which we just mentioned in uh, yeah, in 2018, sword, and shield, sword and Shield,
0: which people didn't appreciate either because they removed previous Pokemon from the game
1: mm.
0: with their like they're like, oh, that Pokemon doesn't exist in this world anymore, sort of thing, which like changing weird. the Pokedex, yeah. which just pissed people off. I'm not super passionate about Pokemon, so I don't understand, or but care. yeah, they okay. started backtracking, and there's been some patches and stuff since where they've sort of oh. changed their the way that they're going with that, which is quite strange for Nintendo to take that tack. Um, but it's a sign of the times, I suppose. Nintendo eventually have to catch up to how everyone else operates. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Um, being at the, at the beck and call and mercy of the gamers.
1: Yeah. Another one that, and I know we've just done the, the year in review a couple of weeks ago, so we won't harp on too much about most of these games. Um, one game that did come out though that was had a big expectation was Crackdown Three, mm-hmm. um, didn't hit the mark at all. Anthem um,
0: was another one. Anthem big expectations one. didn't yeah. hit the mark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was a, a kind of a year for that, wasn't it? I mean, we had Wolfenstein Youngblood, which again, yeah, big big franchise which has just been growing in recent years yeah, and to have that
1: huge popularity, and then all of a sudden yeah, be a bit, a bit Mare, flat. Rage Two,
0: yeah, again, yeah. So, it was and, a bit... And uh, Borderlands? Especially on the back of how great 2018 was for games. To have yeah. all these great... We're like, oh cool, these great games are coming. And to have them kind of fall flat. But on the flip side, we had like... Well, Unravel 2 was another one. Yeah. That maybe didn't have the same high expectations as those other games. But it still had high expectations. Yeah. you know, It's a sequel to a game that was good but flawed. Yeah. And you think a sequel will build upon the good things and get rid of the bad things, and yeah. it didn't really succeed in that way. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, we had some really good games as well, like Division 2. Both Trial, our game of the year. Exactly. Trials Rising, uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat 11, and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which we, we really enjoyed. Yeah. These are all games that are all sequels or follow-ups in, in mm-hmm. franchises yeah. that really did... Metro really Exodus. So Mortal, Kombat, Metro. Mortal Kombat 11 was a great game, but it was definitely flawed in the ways that I mentioned in that Game yeah. of the Year podcast. So you can go and listen to that. Control was a new IP from Remedy that just like took the world by storm, mm. pretty much. Yeah. That game was huge. And the Outer Worlds the outer was worlds, yeah. Obsidian mm. taking a step into tri- like, moving towards that AAA game. Yeah. Um,
1: Which came out of nowhere. That's yeah. the most amazing thing for me in regards to this game was I kind of heard about it a few days before it was released. Yeah, we'd seen
0: we'd had seen some trailers for it, but they weren't super impressive looking. Yeah, they kind of looked dated to like, me.
1: Oh, there's this game, and I was like, oh, it must be just a small, you know, indie game type thing. But then I was like, look at who's bringing it out. It's not. Yeah. And then I read a little bit about it and went this is a fucking massive, massive game. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a fucking 30, 40 plus hour game. Well,
0: you'd think like 80 to 100 for an RPG. And And it ended up being like 30 or 40 hours, which was like pretty short for an RPG. Yeah. But it did it in a succinct way and was just quite good all the way through. Yeah. It it wasn't as standout good as I had hoped, but it was absolutely good. You know, it was probably like... I think we gave it a four, which I think is probably a fair... Around that mark, I can't remember what yeah, we gave it, it but it was that, yeah. around that, I think, absolutely deserving. And Need for Speed Heat we saw, yeah. which, um, you know, it did this day-night thing. Mm-hmm. Need for Speed's always kind of trying new things.
1: Yeah, every time they bring out something that's a bit different.
0: The last couple of Need for Speed games in this generation were really, really good, and Need yeah. for Speed Heat was really good as well. Mm. But um, it didn't necessarily... It kind of... Um, it did bring back a lot more of the ability to modify your vehicles that yeah. people had been asking for, but it it didn't probably have the great success that they'd hoped for yeah but uh, I think that's probably potentially a bit of fatigue with the need for speed franchise, I so.
1: yeah, I
0: think they need to lean on burnout more, yeah, you know they're both eA franchises. Why not alternate Burnout one year, neither Speed the next year?
1: And Burnout's got a bit more of a a fun kind of vibe to it, you know, with the motorbikes and all that shit as well. Like, you know, you get to just cause havoc. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: So there was a huge release that, you know, was supposedly going to be the fucking game changer of every game that's ever come out. Um, Death Stranding. I mentioned it was coming to... PC in uh, yeah. two years. But... Well,
0: we mentioned in these decade Review ones, we talked a bit about Konami and their struggles with Kojima yeah. and how he went his own way. Mm. And this was his like, I'm no longer part of Konami, I'm going to make this great game and Konami are going to cry themselves to sleep about how they let me go. And um, I guess in the way that all good games do, it split the audience. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Some people like rave about that game. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I summed it up really well in a comment that I made in the, the group chat that we have with Carl,
0: yep. because
1: there's been some updates to it, so they fixed a few issues and whatnot in there. Yeah. My comment to that was a little bit too little, too late for me. I learned yeah. to walk when I was nearly seven months old. <laughs> it was nice to have a refresher. You know, with the simulator, yeah. but I'm not fucking going back there again. Yeah, thanks very um, much,
0: but no thanks.
1: And I really don't want to have to wear a thousand boxes on my back while I walk. Mm. You know, so, you know, it... It
0: it didn't grab us the way that it grabbed some people. Yeah, yeah. Which, so I don't know, maybe it's disappointing, maybe it's not. Yeah. I'm not too fussed. You should go out and
1: buy it anyway, why not? If you've got yeah. like a hundred bucks sitting around you don't so, want it anymore. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, one, well, one of the games that we know that I really enjoyed was Days Gone. Yeah. Um, which we've already talked about on this episode. I, honestly, that game, it was a slow burn, but by the end of it, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. And I would love to see a sequel to it that's a little bit more tight mm-hmm. in the way the pacing is done. Yeah. Because um, that's what yeah. got
1: me at the end. Like I, I put a, a fucking lot of hours into it.
0: Yeah, And then I
1: realized that Shit, I'm only a quarter of the way through the story. Yeah. I don't want to play a game for 200 hours, you know? Mm. Well, 100 And that's what it is. Like
0: I I said, when I reviewed it, I I got two thirds or a half or two thirds of the way through the game thinking, oh, this is the ending. This is a natural point for ending. Yeah. And it opened up a whole new section of the map. Yeah. And that's when the story really heated up. Mm. But. I'd been playing it for so long already that I can totally understand why people would give up before they hit that sweet yeah. spot. Yeah, um, which and is a shame. that's disappointing. And another, probably the last big game of 2019. Yeah, it was a
1: real return of form to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, with um, Fallen Order.
0: Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which was um, Respawn, mm. who EA had just acquired, as yeah. I mentioned, and they released Apex Legends surprise release. And then they came out with this fucking, you know, return to the single-player, third-person action Star Wars game that we haven't seen since Force Awakens 2, Mm. which was a 360 and PS3 game. Yeah. So it's the first great Star Wars story-based single-player game of this generation. Yeah, which
1: is weird at the end of it.
0: Yeah. Like, we had Battlefront and Battlefront 2. But when, um, when... EA sort of snavelled that exclusivity with Star Wars deal when Disney bought Star Wars. You know, the expectation was this is a huge publisher who've got like Bioware and DICE, Mm -hmm. you know, to make these fucking great games. Oh, I can't wait to see what they do. And we heard things like the, the studio that made dead space was working on one using amy hennig who wrote the uncharted games which we talked about in this series yeah um which went nowhere Mm -hmm. visceral games was that one they went nowhere and all these other games that were like had so much potential and then just fell away
1: yeah
0: and it's like well are we ever gonna see one Mm -hmm. you know battlefront was really good and then battlefront 2 flopped at launch and is now like really we're getting a sort of resurgence Yeah.
1: yeah but
0: um in terms of that single player game we're just like where is it
1: yeah
0: and yes jedi fallen order
1: sparked which was great
0: i mean it was by no means a perfect game it was a very sort of dark souls light in the way that the checkpointing and battles worked but in terms of like being a star wars game the music hit right the worlds hit right you know
1: the lightsaber use,
0: yeah, those all the all those things that you go, well, mm-hmm. what is a Star Wars thing? What is a yeah. Star Wars thing? Movie, TV show, whatever. Need checklist. It ticked all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's. I feel like this. Well, because we mentioned on the previous episode, they had originally aimed. They said in this quarter, by the end of January, they were going to. They were predicted to sell seven to eight million units, and they ended up upgrading it to ten million. It sold to over ten million units by the yeah. end of January, wow. which means that they it exceeded their expectations mm. for a single player game. And EA are a company who came out and said single player games are dead.
1: Yeah,
0: they like publicly <laughs> said that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, all of the 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 momentum is in, in multiplayer, multiplayer games yeah. and online and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And to have Jedi. Fallen Order just smashed that to the rocks Yeah, with this great success of a game, which is the first in a, in a franchise, it's basically, an, it's almost a new IP, it's a new character, yeah. new, entire new story in the Star Wars universe, so it's not really a new IP, but you know what I yeah. mean, Yeah, to kick off a new franchise, which is what it is, um... And have such success?
1: Yeah, huge success. Good on them.
0: There absolutely is going to be a sequel in yeah. the in the Star Wars Jedi oh, series, sure. and I'm hoping yeah. that it drives EA to push Bioware and some of their other studios into making other single player games. Yeah, let's hope so. That would be yeah. good to see. But yeah, so that kind of finished the decade mm. on a high. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been and a since hell since then. Decade. There's been
1: fucking nothing. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's been
0: a quiet little yeah. old start to the new decade. It has. It's like the calm before the storm, I think. Right? Yeah. That's well, gonna... we're
1: hoping so. And that's why we're now going to move on. We're putting the past in the past. We're, mm-hmm. we're turning off the, the engine of the Wayback Machine and uh, hiding the key in the visor <laughs> like they do in all the American movies. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Get that.
0: We hope you've enjoyed our, our trip down memory lane with this, this little series. I've enjoyed researching and revisiting, because my memory is not great. Yeah. And having, you know, scrolled through all these pages on the internet, re like remembering, mm-hmm. being reminded of all these things that I'd forgotten. I was like, man. It's been it's, big 10 years. It's great. Yeah. I yeah, mean, man. we were originally going to talk about, you know, finish this series off with our top 10
1: mm. f-
0: of the decade, and we didn't quite get around to that. But I feel like there's just... It's hard to compare some of the games, but if I had to throw them out, it would be God of War, um, Mass Effect 2, The Witcher 3,
1: Mm.
0: Mass Effect in general, I think. Maybe not Andromeda, (laughs) but um, Mass Effect 2 and 3 were really good. Um, Yeah, God of War. Just Sony in general, sort of this... The rise that they've had in the way that their their exclusive games have gone up to that peak of 2018 where it was just... Incredible killers,
1: yeah, absolute killers. And I
0: mean, I mean Rockstar yeah. have just had an insane decade. Yeah, with um, GTA, GTA Five, 5 the yeah. phenomenal success of GTA Five, the phenomenal success of Red Dead Redemption mm. Two. Yeah, like, is there anything that jumps out at you for top games of the decade? Just at, at a
1: well, obviously, God of War is is definitely. One of the tops, yeah, for and sure. The Last of Us as well. Yeah, the Last of Us is still a game that I I really fondly remember, yeah. playing and absolutely loved every moment yeah, of
0: it. It's seven years old, yeah, I know. I've just seen uh, someone from another podcast, Sword Chomp podcast. One of the guys from that had never played it. He's playing through it at the moment, and he posted a picture, a clip on their Instagram of that early scene in the game where before shit goes down yeah. mm-hmm. where you're in the car with the brother yeah. and um, you see the people running towards the car running mm-hmm. away from what you don't know yeah. what's ahead yeah. and it's just this panicked moment yeah. and it's just a such an intense scene mm. and it holds up so well even seven years later wow. that game is absolutely mm-hmm. a highlight of the yeah. decade. And I cannot wait for the. I guess the some of the other things year. to
1: me that are an absolute gems in my mind are the the finalization of the Uncharted series. Yeah. You know, with the Nathan Drake story, it was such fan um, service. Yeah. Like, really well very, done. Very, very, very well done, and yeah. I loved it. It brought a tear to camp. my eye that game. Yeah. The fourth one, and when a game can do that, amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, parts of Red Dead Redemption two. Um, Know, apart from obvious, you know, the obvious horse riding that you hated. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, it was a well written story. Yeah. It, it just went for way too fucking long. It was a massive,
1: <laughs> massive story, but you know, there's those kind of moments where you have in in games that you can't have anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and that's it, it happens very infrequent. You know, in in the games, but yeah. when you find a game where you just kind of go, "Wow, that hit me." You know, yeah. Like it. I don't know. It's it's just such a beautiful thing, and there are some companies out there that have just the ability to do it. Naughty you know, Dog is Naughty definitely Dog's one a huge those, one. Yeah, yeah. and um, Rockstar as well. Yeah. And I do remember going into GTA V, just going, "Oh, this should be fun," and then at the end of the the single player story, just going, "That was fucking massive." Mm-hmm. Like there has not been a game like that. As yeah. huge as GTA Five, the yeah. fact that you got to play three different people with three different storylines and get it's to know them
0: perfectly, and
1: the kind of the bad guy out of it was the best of the three. Yeah, you know, like you you kind of got this real attachment to people, and they're just fucking characters on a screen. You know, yeah. like it, it's so amazing. That's why I love this industry as as much as I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm sure there's everyone out there has got a thousand things going through their head, going, you know, yes, but what about this and what about this and you know.
0: Yeah. I so, mean, the the ones we've mainly talked about are the the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, and late late in the decade, I suppose, mostly. Mm. I mean, apart from the, the Last of Us, which I said seven yeah. years.
1: And and Destiny One, you know, like Destiny yeah. One was what
0: groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, it was a groundbreaking and huge.
1: Game. And like I mentioned when we were talking about it, it kind of helped me get through a very dark place in my life yeah. where I just needed something. And it, it landed in my lap that day kind of thing. And I was just like, fuck yes. Yeah. Like, this is another place I can go to where I don't have all the issues that I had at the time. So, yeah, yeah it, it's perfect for that. And Destiny 2 was potentially... Sorry, Destiny 1 is still probably one of my favourite games from the decade. Yeah. Yeah, just because I loved it so much because of what it helped me with, but also just the ability to jump in and play this fucking awesome game Yeah, that just kept being as good as it fucking was the first time you played it. unreal
0: how it managed that as well because it was very repetitive. Oh, yeah. And yet it felt super fresh and fun every time you picked up the controller. Yeah. Which I think is... um, it really speaks to how good Bungie are as developers. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, the Halo franchise that they created has legs, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, You know, Xbox are using Halo Infinite as a launch title for the XXX, mm-hmm. which will also come out on Xbox One because they don't care about yeah, the XSX. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, Halo is the draw card for mm. the Xbox Series X, or it was until they said it was coming to the Xbox One yeah, as well. But, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. Xbox, the original Xbox, launched with Halo.
1: Yeah.
0: And ever since, that franchise has just been the thing that people who have Xboxes are like, that's the game we want. Yeah. Another Halo, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for Bungie to come out and make Destiny and have it become this, have it just be this thing that is so fun mm. and just a time sink yeah but, but also so yeah.
1: different from everything else yeah at it the was time, it know? was yeah
0: it was awesome yeah and it still is
1: and I, I do remember stupid things like obviously you've got this in fortnite now but it was kind of the first place we'd ever seen. It was the dancing.
0: Well, that was in World of Warcraft as well. Oh yeah, true. I um, played a lot of that. But yeah, you know,
1: just standing around like in the home base, just yeah. dancing. Yeah, you know, I remember the first night that we kind of got on together as a group, and there was you know five or six of us at the time. Yeah. Um, and we just all stood there and just started dancing, and then
0: people kind of, start running in, yeah, and people, joining us yeah, as well.
1: after like. Five minutes or so. There was about fucking thirty or forty people standing around yeah. dancing with us, and every now and again, one would fuck off, and someone else would come in. Yeah. But that was huge. Yeah, like just great fun. Anyway, look, it's been an absolute blast to go down this road, and and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. So I hope everyone else, if you've put the time in to listen to our shit, um, you know, you've enjoyed our chat. Yeah, I hope you've well.
0: enjoyed our trip down memory lane as well. So, if um, you've
1: got anything you really want to point out to us and would love to hear from you, we we would certainly give you a
0: shout out. Yeah, hit us up in the comments below. Yes, <laughs> uh, or email <laughs> us at podcast at dropbeargaming dot com.
1: Or the faces and the twits and yeah, the, Instagram, etc., um, etc. Et et yeah.
0: um, after so, these episodes we've been putting out weekly. We're going back to our fortnightly sort of rough schedule for podcasting again yep. now. So our next episode will be in a couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about like I said, 2020, uh, expectations expectations for this year and some big news that like, there's been a shitload of rumors and news and stuff about new consoles. Yeah. That we haven't talked about because we've been too busy with this. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of games like pillars of eternity 2 and stuff like that, that we need to do some reviews about. So, um, thanks for listening and we'll talk to your ear holes again soon. Yeah. Good luck. See ya. Ciao.